Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm in the public eye, not Louie. Here's the thing, the story's out there. I don't want to discuss it. He's the love of my life. Like, I want to protect him. They're not happy for us. They want to sabotage us. Where are you going? I'm leaving. Where the guys and guys are the devil. Teresa. Why are you still filming? Teresa. Go f*** yourself upstairs. Wow, Teresa, wow. I have the Chill. No. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was, of course, a clip from this week's The Real Housewives of New Jersey. A Teresa Hot Mic moment is better than all the Hot Mic moments across the rest of the Housewives franchise. I love it. I love it. It was such a thrilling episode. I'm just loving Jersey right now. And uh, today on the podcast, we're going to be breaking down this week's Jersey, and we don't have an Orange County to break down. They took the week off inexplicably. Here I am, working my ass off. Working my ass off, Jeff, in the words of Paula Abdul from her failed Bravo show. Hey, Paula, I'm working my ass off, Jeff. And uh, Real Houses of Orange County is just taking off weeks willy-nilly here and there, anytime they feel like it, for no reason. What is the reason that they're taking off? I understand when these shows take off for, I don't know, the Super Bowl or something. But now we're just taking off random weeks. Those ladies need to get to work. I'm sorry. Do I get behind this microphone every single week and complain about how bad The Real Houses of Orange County is? Yes. Do I still want to watch it every week? Of course. So get to work, ladies. Get in front of the red light and film some footage. I don't care. We get a camera in the casita Gina's living in, or I don't know. Let's see how Emily's hip repair is going. I'm not sure. Just get a camera on them and get me some footage because it is a Wednesday night and I don't have Orange County to watch. Okay. And yes, I don't like it, but do I want it? Of course. So let's stop fooling around and get to work. I am pissed. I am pissed. And you know what that means? I think it means that they just didn't have a lot of footage. I know Orange County this season's like a shortened season than we normally get. And so I'm not sure. They might be having a, a cast overhaul over there because I can't imagine that the producers are happy that they don't have enough footage to fill out every week on the show. They're just taking weeks off willy-nilly. So I'm not sure what's going on. Someone's losing their paycheck over there in Orange County, I believe. I don't know. They got to keep the lights on at Bravo. And you know what's not keeping the lights on? When they got to take a random week off from showing a new episode. Uh-uh. I'm sure Daddy Andy's not too happy about that. Uh-uh. Anyway, we got New Jersey. And I'm, again, just feeling so good about New Jersey. And I was skeptical that first week. I didn't know if we were going to get it. This week we open. Of course, we have that whole, we're at the shore. We're at the shore house, which I would kind of like them to go someplace new. I feel like Jersey, they always get the short end of the stick with this stuff. They're always going to the Jersey Shore. I want to see them go on like a lavish vacation. Not that I don't love the Jersey Shore. I just feel like they're not getting good vacations. What's going on over there? And then not only that, I know a lot of people point out with the intro, you know, at the beginning of these episodes when we see the gals turn around with their hands on the hips, or at the other franchises, they get to hold something. On Jersey, they just got the hands on the hips. And they don't 
update those intros very often. And some of the other franchises get the updated intros all the time. And so I'm not sure Jersey's getting great ratings right now. We need to get the Jersey budget up and send them on some place, some vacation that's really nice. And then also maybe we do a Jersey short trip. And maybe there's a bit, I'm sure there's a bigger vacation coming later in the season. Uh, so I'm sure we'll get something like that. But I just feel like Jersey, we need to give them some better, I don't know, throw them some money or something. I'm not sure. Do we need to start a GoFundMe? What can we do? I know Bravo, let me know what we can do because we're willing to help. I'm willing to pitch in. Not a lot of money because here I am working my ass off, Jeff, while you guys are taking weeks off on the Real Houses of Orange County. But I'm still willing to chip in. I'm still, you know, I love, I love you, Bravo. I feel like I'm being so mean to Bravo. I love you guys. <laughs> love you. I say it out of love. You know, it's all these things, all our complaints here. Of course, we're all going to complain. We're going to raise hell. We're all going to raise hell. The Bravo fans know how to raise hell and we're going to do it. Uh, but it's out of love. It's out of love. So we opened this week. We had it to be continued last week. Remember Dolores was yelling at Jackie because Dolores said, you're this or whatever. And then Frank reveals in his confessional, he gave this quote and I'm just, I wrote it down. I had to keep rewinding it because it was going quick. So Frank Sr. in his confessional, as Dolores and Jackie are in a big feud, he says, I knew Dolores since she was 17 years old. Dolores grew up in the streets of Patterson. She's a street fighter. She got in a fight at a, in a bar. She bit through the girl to her nails. When Dolores goes into a rage, you need a separator. I have a lot of questions about this quote. First and foremost, how? Did, what did that mean? I kept rewinding it to make sure I was getting the wording right because he said she bit through the girl to her nails. I didn't know what that meant. Am I am I just being so stupid? Like maybe it's so obvious to everybody else. But I'm like, I'd, how do you bite through someone to their nails? Like, at, where do you start the biting? To me, it sounded impossible. 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 That's Brandy and uh, Whitney Houston from Cinderella. <laughs> I added it to the soundboard because it made me happy. Impossible. 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 Um, but I do think it maybe is impossible. I don't understand how you bite through to the nails. What does that even mean? Maybe it's a saying like colloquialism that I'm just not aware of. I'm not sure. But apparently Dolores goes into this rage. And I'd like to see rage filled Dolores a little more often, quite frankly. Quite frank, seniorly. Because I think it's thrilling when she gets into this. Although I am... I am going to say that I think Dolores is getting the villain edit this season. I think Jackie's getting the hero edit and Dolores is getting the villain edit, which I don't think Dolores has ever really gotten the villain edit. And I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the way that they're cutting, even that whole thing later, which we'll talk about how she sort of twisted something that Jackie said about Jen. And the producers then pointed, they called it back. And it's very clear to me they're they're trying to make Dolores get the villain edit. And, you know, they do this. It's a roller coaster ride with these Bravo editors. They make you like someone one week and then hate them the next week. That's how they keep us tuned in. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Some, I don't know, a brilliant psychologist needs to analyze this. I'm sure somebody has before, but it's very fascinating. Very fascinating. Anyway, so Dolores is in the rage. And meanwhile, Jackie's like, she doesn't know who she's dealing with. And then Jackie calls out Dolores on the way that she's talking about Jen because Jen, I think that Dolores doesn't really like Jen. I get the impression that she doesn't at all. But the thing that New Jersey seems to do quite often for the past few seasons is they separate the women. It's like Jen, Teresa, and Dolores on one side, and then Margaret, Melissa, and Jackie on the other. And I do think that, again, Dolores, she um, does not care for Jen one bit. 
I, but somehow she got on that one team, and so now she always has to be on that team. And I don't. I wish they would mix it up a little bit more because, as we've seen in the press and all sorts of things, Margaret and Dolores are actually really close friends. They came on this podcast together last season, so I think those two are buddies. But the producers always put them on one side and the others on another side. And what I'm loving about this season is that the dynamics are shifting a bit. And so although we're still getting the scenes where it's like those three and those three, and then Tracy's there and Lexi too. I don't know what they're doing. Tracy and Lexi are like somewhere there. <laughs> not sure why we have them around. I'm not sure why we have them around. Tracy, what was she, what has she given us? I sort of understand why they cut her now. I was so excited about that woman. And now I'm like, what? Uh, she's not giving me anything, and they're still bringing Lexi around. I mean, come on, come on. Anyway, so they're still separating them, but it seems like the dynamics are at least shaking up a bit, which is just, it's giving me a different kind of feel to New Jersey, and I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Then Dolores says in her confessional, she says, everyone should go fuck themselves, and I've backed every one of these motherfuckers. (laughs) I love, they don't talk like that on other franchises. And the way that Dolores just delivered that line of like, everyone can go fuck themselves. I've backed every one of these motherfuckers. That makes me feel at home. Like, I don't know if it's the Italianness or what it is, but Dolores saying all those swear words, it's just like, I'm at home with these women. I'm at home. So then we cut to Margaret and Jennifer talking. They sort of make up. Jen says she went too hard on Marge uh, with the cheating thing. And then Jen says Margaret is a trigger for her. And Jen is giving me like these levels of vulnerability this season that I don't think we've ever seen from Jen. And I'm liking it. And I think the women are not anticipating that she would come in so vulnerable. They were expecting the other Jen that we've seen for the past three seasons. And so now that Jen is delivering this vulnerable, honest performance, I almost think that the other women don't know how to handle it. And it's making the other women look worse because I'm I'm on team Jen at this moment. I feel bad for her. She's being honest. She said uh, she's protecting Bill. She's protecting the kids. She said the in-laws will blame her for everything. She's being totally honest and open. And they sort of make up, they were having this big, heavy conversation too about like this cheating and, and how Margaret was, was in a, a infidelity relationship. And Jen's going through this thing with Bill and the in-laws and the kids. And it's like this very heavy conversation about infidelity. And meanwhile, Frank Sr., they're hoisting him. Uh, the whole cast had to hoist Frank Sr. up on their shoulders because he's a big man. They had to hoist him up so he could do a keg stand. And you know they all had to take a sit-down break. My knees barely work these days. The fact that they were able to hoist Frank Sr. up on their backs. I'm sure Joe Gorga, Bill, and the rest of the gang had to sit down after that and get themselves a tea. Because he's a big man, and they were just lifting him up in a keg stand. That could take upwards of 30 seconds. I mean, upwards, 30, 60 seconds, who knows? So to hold that man on the shoulders. And you know, that was a time when they were all thinking, we need a bigger cast, right? We've been saying that for weeks now on Jersey. We need, I miss the side characters. I need more side characters. When they're at the sad frat party at the upstairs of a Benihana's and they got a couple fold out tables, it's not giving me enough. I need more cast members there. I need a little more production value. So I'm imagining that the cast feels the same way. Like we need to cast some more people. Like let's get some more people in the mix. And I'm sure in that moment they were all thinking, I bet you right after they hoisted Frank Sr. up on their shoulders, they went right to production. They were like, we need to get some more people in here. We can't do this. We can't do this. They're doing too much. They're carrying the whole network on their back and Frank Sr. on their back. 
So they need some help. And so I'm here to support them, too. I'm here with the cast. I always imagine the cast of Friends going up to producers and being like, we want more money, and otherwise we walk all together, all for one or one for all. And I imagine that's what the cast of Jersey's doing. They were like, let's get Lexi out of here, and we need to hire some heavy hitters so we can all hoist up Frank. And we need to do it. We need to do it. Anyway, yeah, so this is heavy conversation. And Frank uh, Sr. is just doing the keg stand. And then Jackie and Dolores, I guess they sort of make up. Dolores is like, oh, Jen will be fine, you know. And Jackie's like, well, I'm worried about her. There's this cheating rumor that's now on television. And Dolores is like, whatever, she'll be fine. She's like, I talk to my friends when I'm worried about them. And then Tracy does a keg stand. And then uh, Teresa's still not even there. She's in Boston. She's in Boston for Adriana's dance tournament, which apparently Louis went to as well. And, oh, well, we'll talk about this later. Uh, we got, we're going to talk about that for at least 75 minutes because there was one point where they said, Teresa, Adriana, and Louis, they laid in bed watching movies when they were in Boston. And I need to know what movie. I did some research. We'll get there. We'll get there. I don't want to skip ahead, but I did some heavy research. I put on my monocle. And I channeled my Angela Lansbury, and I tried to figure out what movie they would have been watching. We'll get there. We'll get there. Anyway, then we get this really amazing scene. It was really heavy, and it was a lot to take in. But it's Jackie at, uh, I hope I'm saying it, Renfrew. I was so proud of Jackie because her opening up about this, she said that she's always known about Renfrew uh, because she's been dealing with her eating disorder forever. And she said in high school, I think it was high school or college, a guy said he wanted a girl that he could pick up with his pinky. And she said that always stuck with you. You know, there's those things from our past that they just kind of, they embed themselves in our brains. Most of the time for me, it's like quotes from the housewives. It's just uh, Lori Peterson or whatever her name is, just yelling, are the police involved? You know, like that's embedded in my brain forever, forever. Prostitution whore is bitch better. Those are things that are embedded in my brain forever. And so, uh, yeah, Jackie says she always remembers this guy said that. And so we need to be careful what we say and how we say it. It is important. She says that she counts every single calorie. She, I think she said she eats all salads and then two meals different every week. She gets numb fingers. She's cold all the time, slow heart rate, dizzy. I mean, this was, I can't even imagine how vulnerable you must feel to talk about this on national television, to talk about even with, to go into that place and talk to that uh, that woman who was behind the desk about these things must have been so hard and so must feel so vulnerable, let alone to do it with the camera crew. And so I just, we got to give props to Jackie because it's going to help so many people, I think. And it's one of those real things that is kind of creeping into the housewives. You know, I, I think oftentimes we tune into this show for the fun drama or like who stole whose chair, like somebody throwing their leg at a Le Cirque. Uh, but we don't always get the real stuff kind of shining through. And I just, I think it was amazing. I, I, I was literally crying along with her and they can't treat her because she's got to go to the doctor first because uh, as she increases her food, it could cause heart cardiac issues. I mean, it was a lot, but uh, amazing. I wonder how many people were watching this and being like, uh, just blown away. I'm blown away, Jackie. We love you. We love you, and I'm here for you. Um, then we cut to Delo- – oh, this was a troubling scene. Ooh, this is a hard shift. Hard left. Pull over if you're driving because this is a tough one. Dolores and her family, they got together. Gabby, Frank Jr., Frank Sr., and uh, they all arrive at this restaurant, and then they talk about their sex lives. 
Okay, so the main thing that I want to focus on is the idea that Frankie Jr. revealed that he has a ball gag in his bedroom. And as he said it, I was breathing so heavy. It was like, you know when your breath, you can't catch your breath. All of a sudden, I caught myself. I was like, I had some a glistening forehead because I was sweating. He said just, I got a ball gag. And I don't know, I just like, I, I turned into, you know, in Austin Powers when the fembots just shake and then their heads blow up. It was like, that was what was happening when Frankie Jr. was like, I got a ball gag. It was like... <laughs> It was like you would, I don't know what happened. I felt suddenly so alive. I'm alive, and so are you. Yeah! Because the rest of the scene was pretty tough to hear. I mean, they were pissed about, there are, the kids are going to be living with Frank Sr., and they tell him they can't have the boat hose there. They said, no boat horse. They told him that last week. They're telling him every week, no more boat horse. And so I hope he doesn't bring in the boat horse to the house with the kids in the house. I know they're grown-ass kids, but I also don't like the idea that it's like the kids are telling this adult how to act or how to live. I mean... I mean, Italian families are a little bit weird in that way of like, but then this family was talking about sex, but then it was like, if the dad was saying, oh, you're to Gabby, like, oh, your boyfriend doesn't satisfy you or something. But then they're like, no boat whores. I was like, this doesn't compute with me. These are like two competing thoughts. It's like, are you open and honest and comfortable with the sexuality and all the sex stuff? Or are you not? Because we're talking about Frankie Jr.'s ball gag and the boat whores. But then at the same breath, we're saying no women in the house for Frank Sr. So which is it? We got to pick a lane here. We got to pick a lane because I just don't understand. Uh, Dolores just is like, I'm going to live alone. She's not interested in these people. She's like, I'm living alone. Y'all go fucking do what you want. I'm living in my townhouse. She's like, I extended the rent. David and I are broken up. And she's like, I'm going to be at home watching TV. And I don't want anyone to bug me. Leave me alone. And I was I was happy about Dolores doing that. She raised this family. Frank Sr. was off with the boat whores. So now it's Dolores' time to go do her version of the boat whores, which is probably a glass of Chablis and an episode of Abbott Elementary. That's what I'm assuming Dolores does on a Tuesday night. Which, by the way, if you're not watching Abbott Elementary, you need to. Best show on TV. And a lot of people, I got. I had Lisa Ann Walter, who is on Abbott Elementary. She was also Chessie in The Parent Trap. I recently had her on the podcast, and a lot of people are saying, getting a lot of good messages. People are saying it's the, one of the best interviews we've had on this podcast. So go listen if you haven't. I think it was really good. She's been in a million things. She had so many great stories. Anyway, that's what Dolores is doing. And uh, then they ask about David. Frank Sr. is like, tell the kids about David. And Dolores is like, well, David and I, you know, we just weren't in this right place or whatever. And Frank Sr. was getting tired because he wanted to leave filming and go back to his boat horse. He was like, can you wrap this up? That's what he was saying. There was a moment where he said, just tell them already. He's like, just tell them already. Fuck. (laughs) Hurry the fuck up, Dolores. That's what was going on in the scene. And I know Frank Sr. in his head was just thinking, I'm trying to get out of here to get to the boat horse. And you're making the scene drag on and on and on. Because Dolores wouldn't. She was circling the bush. Is that a saying? That's not a saying. It should be. She was circling the bush. She was circling the bush. I'm not even sure what that means. I don't know what am I trying to say? Circling, circ, I don't know, circling the bush. Circling the bush. That's what she was doing. She was circling the bush. And she wasn't just letting it out that her and David are gone and donezo. And Frank Sr.'s like, come on, just say it. So she finally says it. And she reveals that the kids got along good with David, but David didn't get along with her that well. So anyway, they're done. They're done. So we found out later, too, that David didn't even call her. You know, I'm pissed at David. Dolores is a beautiful gal, and you didn't treat her right. And so maybe you deserve to be alone forever, David. I'm not sure. I don't know you. I don't know. I know you're a busy man, you're a doctor, and we're in a pandemic, so it's probably challenging. But that's not the point. Point is, Dolores was there for you. 
And so I'm on Team Dolo on this one. I'm on Team Dolo. Dolo, we're here for you. And again, I just want Dolores to get a hot man, which it seems like she, I've only seen a couple pictures of Dolores has got the new hot man. So I saw she posted on her Instagram a couple of photos. I was like, he looks handsome. So I'm happy for her. I hope she's getting pounded. Moving on. Uh, then we cut to everyone getting ready for the shore house. Jackie says she doesn't want to go and be thinking of every meal. I feel like any one of us with food issues, isn't that like the thing that it's like your brain is just thinking, oh, what am I going to eat that day? How am I going to get around eating that day? I mean, I've deal with my own food issues and it's like that's you, you become obsessed with it. It's like not healthy at all. Anyway, Teresa's meeting everyone at the shore house and we're also revealing things about Louie too. They keep sort of just throwing out little accusations about Louie. Margaret says that she hears Louie does illegal things and doesn't get along with the family. But we also saw him with the brother. So which is it? Which is it? Can it be both? Maybe some of the other family doesn't. And then what are these illegal things? Because I'm liking Louie. I'm sorry. It's not popular. And I'm not even proud of it. You know, sometimes you could see, do you ever find yourself doing something or saying something and you almost have an out-of-body experience where like there's I don't know, your soul leaves your body and is watching you say or do something, and you know that your soul is judging you. That's how I feel. When I say that I love Louis, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. So I just want you to know that I recognize it. I recognize that it's problematic in many ways, and, and I probably shouldn't like Louis. But here he is, charming me. I'm sorry. He is. He is. I don't mean it, but it's happening. Uh, anyway, all these things are coming out about him, but they're not giving us any proof. I need to see receipts. So somebody better show up. I don't know if it's Tracy or Lexi better get some receipts. They better step up and give us something on the show and find some receipts. And Margaret's the one really stirring the pot. And I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Although I'm not on Margaret's side on this one, because again, for some inexplicable reason, I'm siding with Teresa and Louie. Uh, so I'm not on Margaret's side with this one, but I do appreciate her giving something for the show. I think that's a really important thing that we need to celebrate her for, because without it, then we don't have a show. So sometimes these women have to take one for the team, take a bullet, and although the audience might hate you, which I'm not saying everyone hates Margaret, but you know what I'm saying. The audience might hate you for a season, but somebody's got to do it. You got to check in. You got to work. That's what's not happening over on the Real Houses of Orange County. Over in Cota de Casa, they're not checking in, and that's why we've got a whole week off. That's why we're not getting a show. So at least on Jersey, they are working their asses off. They are working their asses off, Jeff. Okay. If you've never seen Hey Paula, I don't know where you can even find it. It was a real, it was a one season reality show about Paula Abdul. And it really like the big climax of the whole season is when she doesn't get to make the costumes for the Bratz movie. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Pa- it's so good. I, I, it's so good. I miss Paula Abdul terribly on television. She was in that Janet Jackson documentary. And I'm like, I need a full three hours on Paula Abdul. I miss her on American Idol. I would give anything for them to bring the old judges back to American Idol. God bless Katy Perry, Luke, uh, and the other one, Lionel. Lionel's a legend. But I'm sorry, I miss Paula, Randy, and Simon, even the Cara DeGuardia or whatever. I miss them. That's what we need. America needs that to heal. We need Paula and Simon arguing and bickering and sexual tension while Randy just sits there and awkwardly says, it's a no for me, dog. That's what the world needs now. I mean, who's watching American Idol these days? And those people are all talented artists. We love Katy Perry. I think Katy Perry's Daisies, Teenage Dream is one of my favorite songs of all time. So I just want Katy Perry and Luke and Lionel to be able to go make music. I just don't want them on American Idol. I want the old panel back. I want them back. Okay, 
What were we even talking about? See, I get off track here. I don't mean to get off track. Should we take a break? Now seems like a good time for us all to go to the potty. <laughs> my, mom, my mom always says that, which I hate. I, you know I hate. I think I've said that before. I, people say, got to go to the potty. Uh, but, you know, take a break. Go to the potty. And we'll be right back. I want to thank Acast. Pre-order my book. Come to the live shows. Uh, Boston and Cleveland are sold out, but there's tickets available to the other ones. I also want to say for those live shows, I don't control the COVID precautions. So I know there's some, some of them have stricter COVID rules. Some of them have less strict COVID rules and I'm not in control of any of that, but I'm excited to see everyone there. And I hope to, uh, I hope to see you there. And then the South by Southwest is another event. So if you're going to the South by Southwest festival, come see me. Okay. Let's take a break here and we'll be right back. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Impossible. Impossible. And we're back, little girls. Okay, we got to talk about this shore house. Now, they all get to Melissa's house. Well, half of them are at Melissa's and then the other half are at Jen's. And on the way to the shore house, there's a moment where Marge is getting out of the thing. And she's like, I got a, I got a black by Coot Kahuta. What did she call it? She called her, she called her Meredith Gray a Cooch Kahuta. <laughs> it made me laugh. Her Cooch Kahuta. I should have put that on the soundboard. Her Cooch Kahuta. I got a black by Cooch Kahuta. And then meanwhile, Melissa and Joe Gorga, who are uh, more attracted than ever to Joe Gorga. He's filling up the water jug with the liquor. 
and he's got his blouse off. I mean, that little man, the things that he does to me tickles my insides. I mean, this whole, this was a horny episode between Frank Jr. and the ball gag and then Joe Gorgo running around without a blouse on at the shore house. Whew. I know. I'm happy. And I love how horny he gets at the shore house. He like, well, I mean, he's horny all the time. He's like always trying to have sex with Melissa. And I love how horny he gets there. He walked right in. He's like, I'm in the mood. And it was like, he's always in the mood. That man, I swear. What, what is he taking? Is he taking anything? Like what supplements is he on? Like he is literally horny at every second. I think it's the Italian thing too. You know, Italians, we got Italians got a little extra horniness. I do believe. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's in the pasta or something. I do believe that. Uh, but Joe Gorga's running around. He's just always trying to have sex with Melissa. And she loves it. It's so cute to me. I don't love all the way that they act together. You know, I think a lot of it is troublesome. The way I think some of like their dynamic as a husband and wife is troublesome. But I do like the way that they, she like kind of giggles off the way he always wants to have sex. Cause it's like almost saying like, oh yeah, I want it too. Like I do believe Melissa's into it too. But she kind of has to play that like, that kind of like giggly schoolgirl thing. I'm like, oh, I don't need it. Um, meanwhile, he's just always trying to rail her with Tarzan. And so I, I don't know. I like it. I like it. But he walked right in the house. It's like, oh, I'm horny. And I was like, you're always fucking horny, Joe Gorga. I love it. I love it. Uh, okay, what else? Oh, you, one of the things, speaking of horny, I also love on this season how it seems like the husbands and wives, they kind of got the swinger energy going on. So last week we had a Joe Gorga and Dolores moment. And this week we're getting like a Joe Benito and a Jackie moment where he pulls her on the bed and it's like, oh, I'm on the bed with another woman. And it's like, they're just giving me the swinger energy that I wasn't expecting. And I think that only comes with the fact that this is such a close cast and I'm not used to it on the other franchise. Cause could you imagine Mauricio just like pulling Dorit on the bed? You know, that would never happen. Or if it did happen, that would cause a world war three. You know, that would cause a big situation amongst the Real House of Beverly Hills. But here on Jersey, it's just like Joe Benito being like, oh, fuck Jackie. And then the Evans walking out. Of the, Evans in the room. He was in the room at the same time. He's like, oh, go for it. And it's like, I'm loving this swinger energy that the Jersey Housewives are giving me. We're not getting there anywhere else. Over on Orange County, I don't even need to see the men interact with the women. But here on Jersey, I'm having such a good time when Joe Benito pulls Jackie on the bed while Evans in the room. And so it's a swinger energy, and I don't know if they've ever taken it any farther, but I would be happy if they did. I want them, if they're listening to this podcast, please go far. Do whatever you want. We're sex positive here, so you got to do it. Got to do it. Uh, what else? Uh, where are we at here? Oh, I do, I am sort of getting tired. I'm sorry, this is a complaint, although I love the episode. This is a complaint. Uh, Melissa, when she's drinking, she's quite often talking about how fun of a drunk she is, and I don't know. I don't know. Is is she? I mean, she. I guess she's having some fun. But I just feel like it's a little bit overboard. Like, we can see that you're a fun drunk, but I feel like she just goes overboard in telling us. I mean, I had a friend in college named Kelly, and she would get drunk off a liter of Popov, and then she'd make out with the entire wrestling team. That's a fun drunk. But here on Melissa's uh, New Jersey Housewives, I don't know that she's that fun. She's just sort of like a fun. One time later on in the episode when they're at the beach, she's like, who wants me to fill you up? And I guess that's fun. But I just feel like she's telling us too much. I'd like her to maybe step back on telling us you're a fun drug. We could see it. We know. We've heard it. Let's move on. Maybe. Is that mean of me? That's mean of me. But it's true. Uh, and then we cut to Teresa. She's staying with Jen because Louie's parents and some other people are staying at her shore house. So I'm a little confused about this. Uh, oh, but this is what we really need to talk about. This is what we really need to sit back and analyze and discuss. So Louie went to Teresa with Boston for Adriana's dance thing. 
they sat in bed and watched movies. And I was thinking, what movies were this? So I'm assuming that this season was filmed around August of 2021. Around August now, give or take, who knows, with the editing and with all that stuff. We don't know the exact date. But so I looked up the movies that were popular in August of 2021. So here, let me just read this list to you. We have Free Guy, which is that Ryan Reynolds movie with the video games and all that stuff. That was popular, but that was in theaters. So there is a possibility if they were in a hotel, you know, sometimes the hotels, they get the theater movies there early, but I don't think they would have had it that early. I don't don't think if they were staying at a Holiday Inn or Four Seasons or whatever, they would have had that on the movie channel. So I think we can cross out that Free Guy movie. Then we have He's All That, okay? He's All That. Now, if you didn't see it, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and I did watch it on uh, premiere night. I did see it when it premiered on Netflix. We also have Kissing Booth 3. We have Respect with Jennifer Hudson. Great movie, but I don't think that would... That might have been in the hotel for the movie channel, but I don't believe that would have been there at the right time. I think that would have come maybe like a month or two later on the hotel channel. So I really do believe that they either watched He's All That or Kissing Booth 3, because I would imagine Adriana got first choice. If they're sitting down to watch a, a movie with Adriana... I'd imagine they say, you pick out the movie. And she's a young gal. She would have probably picked He's All That or The Kissing Booth 3. And so the idea of Louie and Teresa watching He's All That and Kissing Booth 3, what I want to say to that is, I need a full review. I need somebody to ask Teresa what movies they watch. And I would just like to hear Teresa review movies. I would like her to get her own blog or something. I don't know if you saw this, Karen Huger from The Real House of Potomac. She tweeted something that she's going to be a blogger now. And so I would like Teresa to hop on that train and give us some movie review blog. You know, hop on Letterboxd and give us your movie reviews because there's nothing I want more now than Teresa's and Louie's movie reviews. Maybe we do like a whole Siskel and Ebert thing on Bravo, a whole separate show where it's just a half an hour of Teresa and Louie and Audrey. The girls can get in there. The girls can get in and just review in movies. Because I just imagine, I want to know Teresa's thoughts on He's All That. It was a terrible film, but did she like it? Did she not like it? What did she think of the leads? What did she think of Addison Ray as the lead? Was she upset that Rachel Lee Cook was not playing her character from the first film? Because I was, I was pissed. I was pissed. Rachel Lee Cook, who's an underrated actress, by the way. She was on this podcast. I don't know if you heard that episode. She was on this podcast. She was a delight. So nice. So Some of the guests aren't as nice as others. Rachel Lee Cook, let me tell you something. She was so nice. I think she sent me a message afterward. It was like she was super overly, wonderfully nice. Anyway, she's in that movie as Addison Ray's mom, which I'm always pissed when they got to come back and play the mom. You know, it just pisses me off. It's just not right. It's not right. She should be the lead. Anyway, that's not the point. Point is, not only did she play Addison Ray's mom, she didn't play the character from the first film. And it's like, what are we doing here? It would have been so easy. I don't know if they didn't want to pay for the rights for the character's name or something, but it like seemed to make so much sense that she would just play the character because they almost, it was almost scripted as if she was playing the character from the original film. But then she wasn't. It was like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? At the very least, if you're going to reboot these films, we need to get some some bare minimums going on. We need to get some base level things in this movies. Freddie Prince Jr. didn't even come back, wouldn't even cameo. We got a Matthew Lillard cameo. But he, again, he wasn't playing the character from the first film either. So what the fuck are we doing here? I am pissed. They're rebooting all this stuff. And uh, honestly, I've accepted the fact that we're going to get all these reboots. I get We're getting a Father of the Bride reboot, which you know that's both exciting to me and devastating. 
but I've accepted that we're getting them. I just think we need to step up the production. We need, there's one coming later this year. I read the script for it. I'm not allowed to say which one. I read the script though, but it's like a reboot of a very popular movie. Not a reboot. It's going to be like a semi-sequel. It's like one of those, that's what they're doing now, like a semi-sequel. And it just read very low budget to me. And I'm like, we need to throw some money behind these because it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. They're just doing it to get a cash grab. And I've accepted that we're going to do it, but that we need to give some money behind it. We need to have some respect to the originals because we can, I think that there's ways to do these. There's coming out with a sister act three too. And that sister act three, it's going to be produced by Tyler Perry and Tyler Perry better throw all his fucking budget money at that because I don't want to see some low budget sister act three. If anything, I need that to be $125 million. Okay. Throw all the money to Kathy Najimy and let her sing a song. Uh, and get the rights to all the best songs, all the best music, all the best music. Anyway, what are we talking about here? I just get off on something I don't even know. Okay, then we cut to the beach. This is when they're split off in their groups. Oh, and this is when Dolores, well, first of all, I, I wrote my notes, Dolores obviously hates Melissa, which is true. It's very true. Uh, and then um, Dolores does bring up this Jen thing uh, that Jackie said to Jen, and she totally twists it. I don't think she said, oh, we should be mad at the bill for fucking another. We're sticking in another woman. Dolores says this to Jen that Jackie said. And I don't think Jack, Jackie was saying it that way. I think she was saying it like, yeah, he shouldn't have stuck it in there. And by the way, we should be mad at Bill. What are we being mad about the women for? He was the one who stuck it in another woman. Yes, he, we should be mad at him. He's a dick. I mean, come on. I'm, I'm, maybe they got past it. He seems like a nice man now. Made a mistake. Uh, we all do. Who among us? However, however, that's who we need to direct our anger towards. Not these. I mean, it's, it always happens on these housewives. They direct their anger at each other. And I'm like, it's the men who wronged us. Have these women not seen First Wives Club? Direct the anger at the men. And then uh, throw on an off-white pantsuit and sing You Don't Own Me together. That's what you do. If there's one thing I've learned from Goldie, Diane, and Bet. It's you get mad at the men, you get revenge, and then you sing a song in an off-white outfit. Come on. Come on. Nothing better than those First Wives Club outfits. You know, I always say my dream career. My dream, uh, if I could have, go back in time and have anyone else's career, you know what that would be? First Wives Club choreographer. What I would have given to be the man who got to choreograph the You Don't Own Me dance at the end of First Wives Club. Honestly. I don't know who that man was or is. I'm assuming it's a man. It had been a gay man, right? Or a woman. Maybe it was a woman. But I think, like, how fun would that have been to just choreograph that whole sequence when they're at, you know, after they get the revenge and then they're, they threw that big party at the Cynthia Swan Crisis Center for Women. Uh, you know, the whole gang's there. The whole cast shows up. Sarah Jessica Parker leaves with that other, uh, Victor Garber. And then they sing the song. Ugh. And then somebody had to choreograph that. And it's so beautiful. It's like such a, the party is such a mess. Like all the dinner tables are full and there's no one else there. It's like just the women. There's no one cleaning up. I think in real life, they would have had probably people cleaning up the tables and stuff, but it's just the three gals and they decide, you know what? We're going to do a song and they lead us into the credits with the song. And that's what the nineties gave us. They always give us a song and I want more movies with songs. I don't care that they don't make sense within the context of the movies. I want a song. You hear me, Hollywood? I want a song. I'm pissed. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Oh, what else happened here? I guess so Dolores is shit-stirring about the Jen and Jackie thing. Uh, they're getting ready for this dinner barbecue thing. Jen seemed really defeated this episode. And I felt sad when she was getting ready. And when the producer was talking to Teresa, you know, the ter- uh, producer was on camera, which doesn't happen very often. Doesn't happen. When I saw that producer on camera. I have the no, chills. No. I had the fucking chills. I had the fucking chills when she was on camera. But while that whole thing was going on, Jen was just cleaning up the kitchen or getting ready for the barbecue. And she just looked so sad and defeated. And I just want the best for her now. I want the best. But Louis calls and he's like, how, Teresa's like, how far away are you? And he's like, a few minutes. And he's like, I just want to get out of here. And then Teresa's, wait, I'm mic'd up. And he goes, turn it off. And I need to know what was said. I don't understand what was said. But then that's when Teresa texted Melissa and she said, you better have Louis back. And then, uh, I guess told everyone else to shut up about Louis something. Then we see the producer on camera. Producer talked to Louie in the parking lot, and he's all upset because he feels like everyone's talking about him on camera, wants to know why. Uh, Teresa told him not to come around. And then producer says, look, here's the thing. The story's out there. So now the producer was trying to manipulate Teresa a little bit. She was. She was saying the, the story's out there, so you might as well address it face on. Which, by the way, if I was on a reality show, I would know. I would be like, well, I'm just not filming. Like You're trying to trick me into filming. Like that's what, and the producer's smart. We're giving a producer's props. I'm just saying that was what the producer was trying to trick Teresa into doing was, was trying to say to Teresa, Oh, well, the story's out there. So you might as well keep talking about it. But really the smart thing to do if you didn't want it on there would be to stop talking about it. But I love how they were trying to manipulate it. I love it because that's what a good producer does. So that producer deserves a raise. Uh, but also like, duh, yeah, trying to trick Teresa. Uh, then Teresa says she's leaving. She's like, I'm not filming. Go fuck yourselves. And then we get it to be continued. Another to be continued. Oh, a fucking again, a fucking again with the to be continued, a fucking again, a fucking again, a fucking again. We're getting to be continued. What are we doing with these to be continues? They're getting out there willy nilly every week. It to be continued. I see it. And I think a fucking again, do we really need that? We could have just ended it. We're all coming back. It's losing its power. That's what we're trying to say. I feel like everyone's trying to tell Bravo, like, look, the to be continued, we love to be continues. And obviously, this is a dramatic soap opera we're watching. So I get why they're throwing the to be continued on there. However, it's starting to lose its luster because we do it to be continued. And then next week, there's nothing to continue. That's what happened last week. We ended on such a dramatic moment. And they said to be continued. And then when we came back this week, it wasn't like that. 
thrilling. And if anything, then we need to do it every single episode. Every single episode, we should do that. If that's what we want to lean into, I think we should do it every single time, every episode. But this way where we're doing it 80% of the episode seems misguided to me. It does to me. I'm not, maybe I need to get, change my brain and think about it differently. But I do think, like going back to the Teresa and Louis stuff, I do think Teresa signed up for this. And unfortunately, I think unless you want to leave reality TV, this is part of it. And so Louis' story is going to be out there. Unless Louis never films at all, never once steps foot on camera, and they still keep Teresa around. I think they would still keep Teresa around, even if Louis never once stepped foot on camera. Uh, but once you sign the release, and if you're already on a reality show, I think that it is sort of fair game, unfortunately. But that's why you shouldn't sell yourself to a reality TV show. That's kind of part of the deal that you make with the devil, right? And I'm glad Teresa made that deal with the devil, and she signed up for reality TV because she's given us so much throughout the years. However, I do just feel like we're going to have to see Louie and... It is what it is. It is what it is, ladies. Am I right? Anyway, uh, that's the show today. I love you all so much for listening. I, Jersey is just delivering on a good level. We're at a good pace right now. I want to remind everyone that uh, next week the show will be normal, I believe. Uh, everything iconic I'm talking about. But the week after that, I will be off. I'll be on a bunch of other podcasts. But I just want you guys to know I will be taking a week off. Not next week, but the week after. There will be a week off because I'm going on the book tour. I'm going to be doing lots of press stuff. So, uh, just don't yell at me when the show is off. Don't yell at me. I know you may, maybe will. And that's something I'm going to have to deal with, but I <laughs> wanted to let you know ahead of time. Um, and the show actually next, uh, yeah, I told you that. I love you all so much for listening. Let's take our cheesy little cool down times. So let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Think about something you're grateful for. Breathe out. You know, I've been watching a lot of inspirational TikToks. I think I mentioned that here on the show before. And I want to encourage everyone, if you're interested, hop onto TikTok. And I don't even know how you... I, I'm not super familiar. I know I sound like an old, I don't know, a boomer or something. Like, I don't know how the TikTok works. But... I, it like shows you. So look up like inspirational quotes on there somehow. And then once you start watching a couple, it only shows you those. And it's really been helping me. I feel like I'm so inspired every day. Like I, I mentioned, all of them are just Steve Harvey telling me to get off my ass. And it's making me want to get off my ass. So I want to thank Steve Harvey. I want to thank TikTok. And I don't know how I'm seeing these, but I want to thank the algorithm which I know we complain about the algorithm often, but I would like to just uh, congratulate the algorithm for showing me all these Steve Harvey videos. I love you all so much. Bye-bye.